This is Geo Galvano, and you're checking out the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the Sherpa, the man who leads you up on the mountain of this here wrestling. But it's never about me. It's always about who's entering the ring. And today, now entering the ring, you can find this man at Rampage Pro, Invictus, Outbreak, 1CW, SWO, EWA, DCW, PPW, SWA, and TCW. For those of you who don't know, that's Titan Championship Wrestling. You can see him right here. He is looking like a Super Saiyan. Give it up for Jason Andrews. Man, I wish I had that enthusiasm when I right now that was awesome i appreciate that amazing introduction hey i thank you for coming on our show man absolutely it's an honor Bet i'm so i'm super hyped man because like we met at invictus and then we legit like i didn't realize like you were in maryland and then like when you brought it up you're like i know this guy i was like what wait and i looked at chaz it's like who is this guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i've known i i found out about chaz through uh machiavelli Mm. Um, when me and Machiavelli go back, back to EWA, actually, uh, back when he was wearing his body armor, uh, and, uh, we were at, in a inside out steel cage match. Mm. So basically the winner had to get into the cage and ring a bell. And I was on the outside with him. I said, and I walked up to him, I grabbed his vest, ripped one ripped the other, lifted it up, and just chopped him as hard as I could. <laughs> that was our first introductions together. <laughs> Anytime it's Prince, man. Prince had it coming. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to fire off questions right off the jump. And my first question to ask you is, who is Jason Andrews? Jason Andrews, man. He is – he's a guy – that might or might not have had the best upbringing. Well, he had a good upbringing, but it was a rough time growing up. And he looked to a lot of different things, like uh, not drugs or anything like that. He kept his mind straight, but he looked towards martial arts because he got really fond of anime and superheroes. And he looked towards martial arts as a way to express himself. And after not necessarily growing out of it, but finding that his passion for it uh, was allowing him to also get into professional wrestling, um, he then took his talents to professional wrestling, and now I'm here. But you never grow out of anime. I, I know that, like, myself. Like, I know I've had someone ask me when <laughs> I like it. I had a I had a friend ask me one time they're like oh they like what's your favorite anime right and for me I was like yo Dragon Ball by far I was like I've been watching Dragon Ball since 1992 dude like I was watching it when I was living in Panama in Spanish <laughs> so I was like I was like I watched Dragon Ball in three different uh, four different languages actually so it's like trust me I'm well aware of like never growing out of that something that you love so much <laughs> it, it was it was funny how i guess how i got into animes because my brother was into it and he's 
eight and eight nine years older than I am. Mm-hmm. So he was around when Dragon Ball came out. I wasn't. I wasn't even a thought when Dragon Ball came out. And <laughs> so I grew up watching him play like Final Fantasy and watching all his anime like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I was like, that looks dumb. <laughs> and I was like, why is he listening to Japanese music? This doesn't make sense. And then like as I got older and older, I just fell into it. And by the time I was like when I got out of high school and like when you find yourself or whatever, I was like, wow, I really like this stuff. This is really awesome. And uh, I wasn't I wasn't scared to show it. So now like I walk around with the anime shirts. I have anime tattoos. Like I fell into it. I listened to the Japanese music. <laughs> it's like I'll never be that person. I'm that person now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I uh yeah, so I um myself like being like a Dragon Ball fan, also Sailor Moon, you mentioned that. Uh I introduced my daughter to Sailor Moon, like all the newer stuff, because I know like as you as you find the original anime and as you go further into it, it just deviates more adult. So I was like, all right can't have you watching this past this season so you were stuck <laughs> with what you got um but then like i introduced her to dragon ball and she fell in love with, like goku her favorite character is gohan um she'll be disappointed when she finds out later um <laughs> <laughs> and and now she um now she's really big into my hero academia so i was like watching her grow into each each section and love and it it's i don't know, it's crazy man it's, and, and i bet it was the same way for your brother watching you like grow into this love of like anime and then even yourself like find yourself like i'm gonna tap to that character that character and then you're attached to him it's it's really cool like that i have like the friend group that i have because we all love it we all like grew up with it so it's just like we do that we attach a character to ourselves so like i have two buddies one's named kevin and one is named devin Mm -hmm. and they're like goku and vegeta and they call me Broly just because I'm the biggest out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, it, we do that with other animes, like even Naruto, for instance. We do it with that. But it's really cool that, like, your daughter's into, like, uh, into it. And, like, My Hero Academia, for instance. Because, like, that's, like, that newer generation. Right. And stuff like that. And I like the newer generation stuff, but I hate how it makes the older look. <laughs> it makes the older look like we're watching uh, 144 ping uh videos (laughs) yo i was watching yeah because i watched like uh dragon ball z with the vegeta arc and just like compare it to like the drawing style like dragon ball super i was like oh man it's so bad it's so bad like i'm not embarrassed to say like i love watching this but i'm just like bruh like even vegeta's like chin to his or his cheek to his chin like it's like a big s and i was like oh bruh i thought this was so cool as a kid (laughs) Those are the things you didn't notice back then. Right. So I was like, I'm so attached. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> keep in mind, how did you get into the business? Um, so like I said before, my buddies, uh, his name is Kevin. We were at a local trampoline park um, up in Del Mar. And, we, and with martial arts, I also did some gymnastics through him and learned some stuff like flips and stuff like that. So we would go there, we would have fun uh, back when we didn't have like adult lives and adult responsibilities. <laughs> um, so we went there and uh, one of the wrestlers, can't remember his name, 
but he was flagging for uh, the Rampage uh, show in Dover. I was like, there's a wrestling in Delaware? Are you like, are you kidding? <laughs> so he told me, he's like, yeah, this is the indie stuff. I was like, what is indie wrestling? And he tells me, he's like, well, it's what everybody does before they get to WWE. It's like, I was like, oh, that's cool. And funny enough, um, and I give credit to these guys um, for getting me into the business. So I say they're the ones that got me into the business. Uh, I That guy told me, meet him in Laurel, Delaware. Because me and you just had this conversation before we started recording the differences. And so he told me, meet him in Laurel, Delaware, in this back road. I was like, I didn't even want to go. Uh, but I did. And I got there and I'm like, this is a barn. What is about to happen? It was like eight o'clock at night. It's February. So it's already dark. I'm like, what is happening? And these cars pull in. I thought I was about to get jumped or something. And they get out. They're all saying, hi, what's up? Little I know these are all other wrestlers. And uh, these two guys, these two redneck tattooed on the sleeves, everything right i'm like what and they come out of the house that's connected to the barn they come up open the door and in the barn is a wrestling and this wrestling ring is known throughout all of delaware and i'm i don't know who these guys are but to my knowledge that i found out at the end of the night was these are the briscoe brothers (laughs) so I give them full credit for me falling in love with wrestling because they let me get into the ring. They let they just showed me around. They said, well, this is how you bump. This is like what we do. This is how you hit ropes. They didn't like teach me. They just showed me. And I was like, this is insane. And I hit the ropes like maybe once or twice and it hurt. I was like, this actually hurts. <laughs> so um, I was like, and then when I found out who they were like I got told their names I was like okay I don't know who you are I looked them up on Google when I got home and I was like what these guys have traveled the world and me and them are actually actually good friends now like um they're letting me know soon when I can come back up and train with them uh because they're still doing stuff with the ROH and stuff like mm-hmm. that and so it's kind of cool that still on that like friend basis with them and they're literally the nicest guys ever. But that's how I got into wrestling. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's that's and that's funny too, because like I know, um, I I had a similar experience, right? So it's like back in August, uh, Sicken like came to me and was like, "Hey, man, you're gonna be working this match. Uh, you're gonna be working a triple threat match for uh, C3W." And I was like, "All right, bet." I was like, who am I working? He's like, Ron Holiday. I was like, okay, well, I know who that is because, you know, it is what it is. He's like, and then you're going to go with this guy. And, like, the nicest dude ever, like, talking to me and stuff. We're low-key. He's like, yo, I heard, like, you know, you're really new to the business. You know, this is, like, your third wrestling match. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, we'll keep it super simple. We'll be easy. It's Darius Carter. <laughs> it's like, oh, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had no idea. And then also, like, when I, like, got home, Nick, I told him that I was like, you know, I was like sick and like, thank you for everything. You know, I appreciate like everything you've done. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, by the way, he's like, uh, 
you have no idea who that was, was it? And I was like, I, I didn't at the time. So I was like, no. He's like, go ahead, just log it in. And then PWI pops up, 337. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. No, <we> <laughs> so now, like, I see him everywhere. I'm like, I shoot him a message and be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, it's just cool. And then, like you said, you just become friends with him. You're like, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you said Ron Holiday. And Ron Holiday and Nick. They were, I met them. So there was that Rampage show. Uh, and then I got into training literally the next month. And I got onto Rampage that August in a rumble under a mask. And that's where I met Ron and Sicken for the first time. They didn't know who I was. I was, I was an absolute nobody. <laughs> and, but uh, I was like, oh, okay. So there's actually like tag teams. There's singles competitors and stuff so it's like this was my first locker room so i was like this is cool <laughs> but yeah that's exactly where i uh met them for the first time yeah and so it was crazy for me with him too like i had a friend suggest going to them and to go right. and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about they're like yeah he he's a trainer and i was like oh oh okay i guess i don't know so then i walked I remember reaching out and then he was like, yeah, just come on up. And I saw, I told him, I was like, yeah, I'll be there the first week of January. This was the beginning of November. So at any time, I bet, I bet he was like, no, he's not coming. And then I showed yeah. up and he was like, oh, you're here. <laughs> I was like, what's up? <laughs> so, and since then, like, I just haven't left yet. So it's like 18 months now, minus like the two months of coronavirus, like right. shut down. But yeah, so. And then, and then he introduced me to, like, so many people. It's been ridiculous, like, how everything's, like, played out. Yeah, second is definitely gets around. He definitely knows a lot of people. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, herpes. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> He go kill me for saying, that, you know what, I don't really mind. I'd be, like, you don't... I'd be like, bro, you're like a birthday cake on a wrestling mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some I, people I'm go to wrestling. I'm, I'm going to tell him. That he reminds me of herpes and that he reminds me of the birthday cake on the wrestling mat, which the Briscoes are the reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> this comes full circle. <laughs> so. And, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so I'm just curious, man, because you've been in the business for a little bit and I just want to know, like, what's the worst bump you've taken? Um, the worst bump I've taken. That's actually a really good question because it's something I actually never think about. The one that I guess I got hurt the worst on was when I got essentially like not a Rikishi driver, but it was like a driver variation. And I got that put through a chair. But we got used a plastic chair because I didn't want a concussion. So I was like, all right, plastic's not going to hurt me. <clears throat> and yeah, I ended up with five staples in my head. Um, from when the chair broke and cut me. Yeah. So that, that was cool. Um, <laughs> worst bump. I I haven't gone through tables. Um, I haven't done anything related to like sickened-ish. Um, <laughs> like jumping off of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't really, I've taken like bad bumps. Like um, I was, it was back when I was uh, at EWA and I was under a mask. I was in a tag team match 
and he did like a wheelbarrow and his tag partner did a famouser. But it was so off time that I just rammed my forehead just right to the mat. <laughs> it, it was awful. Um, actually, okay. So I was at Rampage and I was working with one of the wrestlers. I don't, I don't say his name um, because he got outed. Um, but I was working with him. We were just doing some stuff. And I was green. This was my first locker room show ever. And we're doing basic drills. And then he does something out of nowhere. I forget what he did. But my he his elbow hit my forehead. And I had like a unicorn bump just right here. And I'm walking around with like a tumor on my forehead. And I'm just like, am I going to be able to get my mask on? Like, and it not hurt? <laughs> But other than that, it's kind of like the worst of the worst, I guess. Yeah. So we've now explained, you know, bad bumps and hardest hits, like yeah. getting a knot. Like it's no difference than getting a little unicorn, like <clears throat> right there on your side of your head. That's crazy. Um. So then, well, because that answers my second question, which would have been the hardest hit that you've taken. And clearly getting a bump on your face is, sums that up. <laughs> yeah. So... So I know like a lot of wrestlers who like when they go they go and travel and stuff like that, they usually don't eat before the shows because obviously they're not trying to lose their lunch during a match. So I'm very curious about it. Do you have <laughs> do you have a, a post-match snack or a post-match meal that you always look forward to when you get done wrestling? Okay, so it depends on what state I'm in. If I'm in Pennsylvania, I don't care if I have to go farther away from home, I will go to a sheets. I have to go to sheets because we don't have them down. We only have one ball and Royal Farms. That's it. And I hate it. <laughs> um, so, like, I last time I went to Sheets was literally last week because we went up to Outbreak because they were doing a taping, and that kind of fell through. But when we left, me and AK, we left, went straight to Sheets. We spent $20 each, like, with no problem at all. And, but absolutely 100%. If I cross the state line of Maryland, going to Jersey or Pennsylvania, I'm getting sheets. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. That's that's kind of been like the recent stops for me. Like I I know uh, coming back from West Virginia, I got to get Taco Bell. But if I'm coming from Pennsylvania or New Jersey, yeah, sheets is it. Like that's where I'm oh, going. Yeah. That's <laughs> only spots. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been recently introduced to sheets too. And we're talking about as recent as in like. So we're recording this on the 21st of May, so you guys can understand. Uh, this was like four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm, you know what? I'm all about this life now. <laughs> um, so I'm very curious, man. Like, what kind of advice would you have for, like, up-and-coming wrestlers? Um, I still consider myself, uh, like, kind of new to the business because I'll be three years in July. Uh, or three years in August since my first match. Um, but three years since I started training in March. Um, the best advice I can give is just keep going. Like, yeah, you were going to have a time when your booking slow down. Yeah, you're going to have a time where your calendar isn't as full, especially now after COVID because a lot of people want to use their homegrown talent. Um but when you do go to shows, 
the term. I, can I cuss? Like, you it's not curse. a bad thing. Yes. Yeah, you okay. can curse. Okay. Um, the whole get your shit in thing. You don't have to get all of your stuff in, but at least make sure you look good with whatever you do. Um, because that does matter. Like, yeah, um, whether it's actually winning or if it's just losing and jobbing to somebody, make sure what you do is good. Like you, um, like you know that when you walk out of that ring and back to the locker room, you did your job. So if you're squashing to somebody, you made them look like a monster with your selling, with your acting, all of it. Um, and if you are going over your match, you feel comfortable that what you did was perfect. And don't um, always do what you're comfortable with. Don't do anything you're uncomfortable with. If somebody says, um, I, wanted, I want you to take a Canadian off the second and you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. It's simple as that. You literally, it's like we learned in middle school. Say no to drugs, say no to moves that you don't feel like taking. <laughs> All honesty. Like, I, it's the simplest way I can put it. I've talked to Machiavelli about this stuff. So it's like, it's still here. <laughs> it's just like that. Say no to drugs, say no to moves you don't know how to do. <laughs> or exactly. I'm going to make that a shirt. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I like that. Just put um, it on there like, just put it on there like, dare to say no to moves that you don't know exactly. how to do. <laughs> and, um, I'd, buy, I'd buy that shirt instantly. <laughs> then when people go, people ask me to be like, hey man, do you feel comfortable? I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I don't no. at all. Dare to say no to moves I can't do. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, other than that, like the basic stuff, do the drives, uh, help out with the ring crew, all that stuff that definitely does get seen and definitely gets looked at, um, even though it might not feel like it. And yes, there are promotions that are like, this is my friend. I'm going to keep him at the top. Why would I pick you when he's my friend type deal? Um, but just keep your head up, honestly. Like it does get rough. It does get slow. Um, literally just keep your mind focused on your goals and what you want to do and do everything you can to get there. And uh, one quote, uh, sorry that I'm rambling, but like one quote um, that I saw that I keep posting a lot about is whether it's, whether I do it in three years or whether I do it over 10 years, I will get where I want to be. So yeah, those nine years, you could be struggling, but that 10th year that you stay in the business when you felt like quitting, when you felt like leaving, could be your year. So that's, I've just been using that uh, to keep me going since COVID, at least. No, that's that's a great, great thing to say. I know I, I've had, um, I had other people who told me that too. They're like, the day that you quit could be the day that someone's like, hey, where's that guy at? Oh, he's right. retired. All right, we'll just move on to the next guy. So yeah. I definitely, I can understand that. So I need one do and one don't of the locker room though, sir. One do and one don't. Do, okay, because I felt victim to this once or twice. Do wear deodorant, okay? That is very important. 
because Jesus, we don't need locker rooms sound like high school boy locker rooms. I fell victim to this when I first broke in because I would be like, and I sweat a lot. I'm sweating in my air conditioned house right now because of the sweat. So wear extra strength deodorant, okay? And don't. Don't treat the fans as if they're like your best friend was one of the first things I was taught. You are professional, keep it professional because the fans, as much as they give us what we are, give us how independent wrestling, gives us our t-shirt sales, give us our eight by 10 sales. They are not, they are customers and you don't mess with your customers. So when you start crossing that line, that's where things get rocky. And that's where a lot of wrestlers have been called out and stuff like that. So just stay. Don't be unprofessional, I guess, would be the don't. Just make, keep it like a business. That, that's, that's great advice to give out. So with that being said, though, we got to get into the second best uh, second best segment of this show people ask me what's the first and that's the red dog power rankings that you can find on the debate shows every sunday or you can find them on tiktok and instagram every monday morning but we got to get into the three count podcast 10 count questions mr andrews this is how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast whatever first comes to your mind is what your, your answer is okay i'm ready all right so let's put on the imaginary timer for added pressure and here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Favorite cartoon? Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Bet. I'm glad you said that. Chaozu or Yamcha? Chaozu. <laughs> I was like, no one likes Yamcha. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Yamcha. I've, uh, I've been favorite... called Yamcha too many times. Yeah. Favorite movie? Favorite movie, uh, The Crow and Justice League. Ooh, bet. I like both those. Which one? Justice League or are you talking about Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. All right, bet. <laughs> that's like that's the best answer. Uh, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? Uh, I don't watch horror, but if I had to pick one, probably Jason Voorhees. Bet. Favorite color? Favorite color, black. All right. Budweiser or Guinness? I don't drink, but Budweiser. Hey, see? I like it. American. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm pointing in my water. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite podcast? Uh, three Count Podcast, uh, Nerds of Wrestling Podcast, and The Power Hour with Invictus Pro Wrestling. Hey, I love The Power Hour as well. All right, name one person that you want to see on this podcast. Uh, that is a really good question. Um, people that don't get enough love so uh, or enough exposure. So A.K. Willis, uh, get Big Dust on here because Big Dust is dope. Um, and that's all I got. Bet. I like them. So last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word? The F word. Hey, see? I like it. Can't I say it a lot of work. That's how, that's how bad it is. You can't even say it on the air. <laughs> I say it a lot at my job, that's for sure. I say a lot of like made up like if I was, I'm like the Adam Sandler of my job. I just make up like random sounds and like random things to say. So, oh, me too. <laughs> I'm right there with you. 
<laughs> like I string words together. I'm just like, I don't know how we got to this, to this ramble, but I'm so glad we got here. <laughs> so the last thing I need from you though, is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Okay. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at the Jason underscore Andrews with the S at the end. Um, and on Twitter, is the Jason underscore Andrew because Twitter doesn't want me to put the S at the end because it doesn't like me. Um, and then Facebook, just under Jason Andrews. Um, I don't accept a lot of friend requests from like randoms, but uh, I might make exceptions. I don't know. Uh, but that's all I got right now. I'm working on t-shirts and a website, like either What a Maneuver or Pro Wrestling Tees. And you might even see Dare not to do moves i'm not comfortable with or something <laughs> i can't wait to see that design i'm low-key i'm like i'm just put that in the cart let's go <laughs> but there you go there's where you guys can meet you guys can see him you guys talk to him and then even when he puts his t-shirt sales up we will make sure that we address that we can actually help you like promote that as well i appreciate but it that is everything here with all the questions and you guys know what it means this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And as I said, I'm your Sherpa, the man who leads you on the summit of this mountain called wrestling. But it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And entering the ring today is Mr. Jason Andrews. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just, you just wait till this outro is done. And then the next episode is going to play. And you guys will like that one too. <laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.